Dark Art Society podcast covers a variety of important and contemporary issues, including dark art, as well as other kinds of art, literature, film, music, also culture, philosophy, dreams, paranormal experiences, magic, and a whole lot more than that. I'm Mike Carell, director of Chet's Art, I Like to Paint Monsters, and you are listening to the Dark Art Society podcast, hosted by renowned artist Chet Zar. Hi, Mike. Hey, Chet. How are you today? You know, what's funny is that we were talking 30 minutes before this, and now we're like saying hi, like we never talked to each other. <laughs> I know. We do it every single time. I don't know why. <laughs> Probably because the way that the intro is, is like this, you know, perfect kind of segue into you being like, well, hi, Mike, because I, you know, everyone <laughs> Just, knows it's recycled. You know, I mean, let's not pretend. <laughs> <laughs> Just me being dumb, I think. That's all right. Be dumb. Dumb away, chat. Dumb away. Well, today we're going to promote Mike's Kickstarter. And yeah, it was Chet's idea. Actually, I'd like to interject that immediately. No, I did Mike not. Like, I did not. Please come on. <laughs> oh, please. What no, a badge. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was my idea. Um, I just think that the concept for Mysterion. This is this is his project, Mysterion. I think it's so cool that even if I didn't know Mike, I would I would support it. And I wish I had thought of it. Yeah, it's such a great idea. A really high compliment too it kind of makes me uneasy because i don't you know it's like the goodness in us that scares us the most right so it's like <laughs> oh god i'm like i'm good at something i might blush <laughs> yeah it, it is a good idea but i can't really own it because it was it's a co-creation and furthermore it's something that i feel like as you've said before with a lot of your creative thing it just kind of came to me and it just kind of organically manifested really so it's something i've been doing for a long time and we'll get into that but you know yeah. so it, and i just kind of like saw a channel where I could kind of push it through and make it into something more that I could kind of help other people out with, or even not help people, but just give them something cool, you know, yeah, to play yeah. with, fun with or whatever it is, you know? So we're going to talk about divination and stuff as well, though, too, you know, like, uh, Ouija boards and I Ching and tarot and all that business, because that's really what the game is all about. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's it, and and that's kind of how it's built. Is it's an all-in-one oracle and card playing game. So there, it it is an oracle, and it works for divination purposes. But it also has a you know a host of other potentialities involved in it. Aside from being a game and being fun to play, also making up your own games. And I can get into that as well as we kind of maybe I should give a better explanation as to what it is that we're even talking about. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely do that. And and also how you came up with the idea is pretty interesting too. the whole thing. Sure. You know I mean, sure. If you want to go into that? Cause that's a pretty good story. Yeah. Well, I guess I can kind of start there. So I've been, you know, I do this thing every morning where basically I wake up and I kind of have my morning routine. I think most people do. And for me, it involves tobacco and coffee and cannabis. And I do this for a period of time. And then at a certain point in time, I kind of feel the energy shift and it's like, okay, it's time to start getting to work or, you know, whatever the next phase of the day is about to happen. And so normally at that stage, there's kind of like some friction or a rub. And I always found that, you know, where I feel like, I don't know what get made me nervous about what it is that's going to happen next, even though there's always this host of things you have to do, you know? So it's like, you just kind of could roll through each one. So there's that friction time. And for me, what I found is, is that that's right. Kind of the moment where I realize what this day is about. Each day is about something for me. You know, there's a theme, I suppose, to each day. And so after that little kind of preamble, two hours ish, where I kind of, you know, get myself integrated into the world, that's about how long you take, right, Chet? About two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah integrate into reality. Hours. Yeah. Two so, hours to wake up. Yeah. So two hours. And, and then I, what I, I, all of a sudden I kind of start thinking like, I, there's a word for today. What's the word for today? Now I got to say, this probably comes from watching PB Herman's Playhouse. Like I just <laughs> realized that just now that's like a, a spontaneous <laughs> pop in my head, but like how silly that is. But I, like there's a word for the day, you know? And so I kind of sit down and I just get quiet and I'm just with myself. Normally it's in front of my computer actually. And I'm just sitting here in my office, which I am now talking to Chet, and the word just comes to me. So it's not like I find it or I think about anything. So this is how it all started, and this will lead you to what the game is. So I was kind of like, these words just come to me. It's like kind of going into the collective unconscious because I feel on some levels like this word isn't just about me, but it's about the theme of that day, you know? And it isn't just about my life. It's about more than that. And I always thought that, but I, it was always kind of like in the back burner. Like it wasn't really in the forefront of my consciousness. It was more a very self-serving behavior. It was kind of like a meditative thing where I could kind of get quiet and then that's the word. 
And then I realized, well, what I should do is look up a quote for each word, you know, because how cool is that? Like, you know, check out what, 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 what's the trail? Where does this trail lead me? I see this word, let's say, uh, and, and for a good example, since people will probably, well, hopefully will look at some of the peripheral imagery related to this after they're done listening to the episode purpose. Let's use the word purpose. Cause that's on the card face concept sketch. Right? So, you know, I, the word for the day is purpose. So I'm like, Hmm, purpose. So I go to my favorite, uh, quote site. And for me, that's Goodreads. I love Goodreads. They're really accurate. Every it's, you know, it's populated kind of like Wikipedia. So a lot of people are, you know, ultimately in putting in the information in it and it isn't quite as maybe, uh, uh, there are errors, I guess, that to boil it all down, but Goodreads is a great interface where there are very few, uh, errors in these quotes. They're all pretty accurate. So I go to Goodreads and I type in the word, you know, purpose, and then I hit and I look down all the hits and one of them will kind of sing to me. And that's kind of the best way to describe it is it kind of like really feels, uh, like it's singing to me on whatever level it's kind of like resonating, vibrating with me. And so then, and I read it and if that's the one, that's the one. And th this is also kind of the weird part of it is like, I don't really know why it's the one and I don't, and what's funny is sometimes the one is not the one I would have picked. And that's part of the weird thing about it is like, I would look through them and be like, Ooh, that's a good quote, but that's not the one, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's a, again, it's kind of on the edges of ambiguity again, more in that kind of unconscious, uh, that realm, well, I suppose. I like, I like the idea that, uh, um, pull your, pull your pop screen back a little bit. All your peas are popping. I can just pull my face back. No, just pull your the pop if it's up against the mic. It's it's there you go a little bit. Sorry, <laughs> there's a lot of peas in this episode. Purpose, <laughs> yeah, that's better. That sounds better. Um, what I think is cool about that that method is that it's using technology and using the computer, which is something you don't normally associate with divination. I think that's such a cool cool thing. It's you know it's not like these ancient you know ancient traditions can only be used with the ancient blah, blah, blah. Right, it's right. like, you know, I need my stone runes. If I don't have my stone <laughs> runes, I can't divine. I'm screwed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great because that's really, you know, cause what, what divination I think really is, is it's, a, it's you talking to yourself. Exactly. Totally. You know, and it's so just a way of, yeah, yeah. It's just a way of connecting to your, what I guess you could call your higher self or your God self or whatever you want to call it. But but so you can use anything really. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I love though that it's, I, I'm, I mean, I love technology. And so I love that this, this, uh, approach you have involves technology. I think it's cool. Thank you. What's interesting too, is that, that, that actually hope for people that are listening right now, they're the kind of the hook there is Chet's really into that, but I built that into how you guys get to play it here as I get into that. So that is actually an aspect of how you will divine if you get involved in this uh, mysterious oh, right, right. game and the Kickstarter. So there's a reason for him saying that probably beyond maybe even his own tie in there and his own reflections of it. So I, I was doing these quotes and I was just, and I started realizing like, I'm just going to post one of these quotes each day. And actually it's funny how it started. This is another kind of funny self-serving type thing is that I was doing some research to try to figure out on like social media, Facebook, for instance, in this case, if you post a picture and information, or if you just post a status, or if you post a link, basically how much you get in following versus those different types, right? And basically trying to understand the algorithms of how social media works. So I, the, the, the quote thing was actually originally a test. And I was trying to see if I would, cause I started thinking, I bet I would get more hits if I just posted status updates and there was no image and no link. Right. And it was just like a thought I had. So I'm going to test it out. So I started posting these quotes really to kind of like test that and do a little research and see, Hmm, how do these rate versus the other things I do, you know? So it's funny, I was doing that, but then all these people started reading these quotes and being like, oh my God, I can't believe it today that you posted this. It's the perfect thing. I, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank you so much. And I'm like, whoa, cool. So something else is going on here. It's bigger than me, you know, that people, and it was like, okay, one person says that, well, that's cool. But like every single day, it seems like there's someone who either puts a comment on there or messages me or something. And somehow is just like thankful that that particular quote was posted on that particular day at that particular time. So it's like a certain level of kind of synchronicity, which to me is like confirmation. It's like corroboration that, oh, okay. So this thing is, you know, this thing that I thought maybe it was, was a 
deeper seated than me, this, this unconscious behavior I'm engaging in, is a collective thing. So henceforth, the tagline for Mysterion, which is tap the collective unconscious, right? It was an unconscious behavior I was engaging in as a meditative form and wasn't even intentionally divinatory, but ultimately yielded divinatory results and also inspiring results, which then on a collective level started affecting people and synchronizing with people in ways that I hadn't expected. So henceforth, collective unconscious. Nice. You do you want, you know, maybe we should, you know, discuss really what an Oracle is and what divination is sure. for people that might not know. Yeah. Well, I'd like to hear, I'd love to hear what you have to say about it. Cause you're much more verbally educated on these subjects. than I am. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I think I'm just more <laughs> loquacious than you are. Uh, that's, Definitely true too, regardless. <laughs> well, you know, divination oracles, basically, I think that the thing to start with is to recognize that an oracle is some kind of a device, basically, that allows transmission of information. That's the idea, really, of an oracle, right? Wouldn't you agree? And the divination part of it is actually the activity you're engaged in. So you're using an oracle to divine information, right? So the oracle is your transmitter, whether it's a Ouija board or a dowsing crystal or tarot cards or I Ching with coins or whatever. That is the item that you're using and you're instituting in order to transmit and divine information from some somewhere else something else who knows what that's that's the fun of it is you don't know what you don't know where from you know yeah. so i think that's well, kind of a, i would sorry i'm sorry no, go ahead sorry now i would say that it's ultimately it's coming from you well right i agree that's, with you i agree with you yeah. i but what i would i i even though I agree with you, I would I still like to leave it open for other people because they may come to a totally different conclusion than that. And that's really just as valid, I guess, as our own conclusions about wh whether it's from us or it's from something else. Because some people are really into divining and oracles and they believe that they're in contact with these, you know, other figureheads that exist outside themselves in an uncorporeal reality. Now, again, I may not agree with that, but that doesn't mean that they, you know, can't believe that. And that may be very real for them. And, and if that's real for them, good, good for them. Right. On. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going <laughs> off. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I guess I'm going off the assumption that everything is me. Everything is you. Everything sure you is everybody. Sure. Everybody's the same thing. And everybody is one thing. So all we're the... not, not everybody that's listening, go off of that, you know? And yeah, so yeah, that's right, why right, I'm instituting right. a little right. bit. I got, of I got, I got, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's so Not again, commonly held belief. So yeah, yeah. So okay, oracle and oracle and divine. I guess that was my definition. Is just that you're using something, whatever it is, to help you gather information and divine that information. And divine, of course, the word divine means uh, God, right? I mean, it means right. the it means the divinity. Thing. And yeah, right, divinity. And so, I my experience of I guess divination really started first with astral projection, which is interesting because before I ever messed around with tarot cards. Well, actually, I take it back. It was Ouija boards because of the first Ouija board I got. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true because the first Ouija board I got, I got for a birthday <laughs> gift because I've been begging my parents. I was like, get me this Ouija board. Get me this Ouija board. I wanted one so bad. I had to have been like, I don't know, eight maybe. <laughs> I'm thinking like I was about eight-ish. And yeah. so they did. They got me this Ouija board, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like head over heels, and I was kind of bummed because it was like Parker Brothers, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, why is it? like, I don't know. I just in my mind as a kid, like thought like it would be, I don't know, so like from a curio shop. I wonder where you where you first found out about Ouija boards. Do you remember? I don't remember exactly, but it, isn't there a Ouija board in in Gremlins at the like Asian curio shop at the beginning where he gets the gremlin? Isn't there like a Ouija yeah, board? I don't there? remember. I honestly don't remember either, but I did get this Ouija board and that, so I guess that was my first, you know, experience using an Oracle or whatever. And, and again, I think you, Chet, Chet makes a good case in regard to divining from within, right? The, the entheogen thing or the idea of that it's all you, everything's you and everything's everybody else. And we're all one and it's, there's no barriers, you know, this uh, radical non-duality, right? To use the proper term, uh, <laughs> That that idea it, again, it's it's validated through a lot of these oracle forms because a lot of them deal with vibration, which is that your muscle your muscle knowledge knows already. You know on a vibrational level the answer. So, like for instance, and I'll, I'll relate this back to Ouija boards. If you crystal dows, you're holding up this crystal, and you're basically asking this question. 
And the crystal is going to move based on these really minute mu muscle fibers that are twitching in things that have nothing to do with your conscious thought. So basically, you're getting the answer from yourself very clearly because you're the one holding it. You're asking the right. question. Right, exactly. It's the That's the thing. Yes and no. So That's so the thing. You have to do it. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. have to be the one to do it. So, so again, I'm making a case for what you're saying, but I still, again, I like to leave it open for other because I do believe that perception dictates reality. So for people that believe it differently, then for them, that is it. That's it's just as valid as whatever I think, even if you and I agree on it. It's, it's incidental to what they think. So, But same thing with the Ouija board, right? So you put your fingers on it. Someone else puts their fingers on it. And there's these little pads and they're sitting on this board, right? And these little pads allow there to be less friction and they allow it to slide a little bit. And as you're holding it, your fingers are very slightly, almost even like microscopic, well, definitely microscopically, but and even on our energy level, just vibrating. But, you know, they're just twitching so slightly that you couldn't even see it. But it does cause the thing to move around, right? And if there's two people involved, you're, both of your energies are affecting it. So there is, again, that uh, mutual divination process that's going into it right. as well. Yeah. Sorry. Why? <laughs> I was, I was typing you something. He's sitting here typing me a message instead of talking on the. <laughs> what is it this time? Am I making too many pieces? No, no, no. I just was yeah, thinking so. the, the. I was thinking the title for the show should be Mysterion, <coughs> Divination, and Oracles. Ah. Uh, or something like that. A, a reflection anyway. <laughs> of the one that I said I have, earlier. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just put Mysterion first. You put Mysterion like at the end, I think. Chet's a, Chet's a great marketing man. He would have been like <laughs> no. the fullest madman ever. That's no, why you no, like no, the show no, Madman, no. dude. You would have been so good at that shit. You'd be sitting back no, like. No, I just, I, I have to write it. You bitches. <laughs> the, only, the only reason I had to write t text you that is because I would, would have forgotten. Forget and I know that you won't forget. So you're you're my memory. <laughs> send, you sent it to me? Okay, I see. No. No, that was the pop screen one. <laughs> I think people actually get a kick out of this ridiculousness that you and I engage in. Erwin all making fun of us like we're married. That was pretty cute too. <laughs> on the last one. And if you missed the last one, guys, listen to the last one. It's pretty great. Okay, I see it. Yeah. I'll just take a picture with my eyes. Okay. Yeah, Mike's got a photographic memory. When I will it to do it, it does what I want. And when I don't will it to do it, it does whatever it wants, which results in bizarre shit. Like I remember stuff that there's no reason to remember whatsoever. <laughs> the vast majority of it. Anyway, I, 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 uh, yeah, I personally, I've, my f first experience with divination would be the Ouija board, probably five years old. My, my brother and sister had one. It seemed like everybody in my family had one like my cousins. I remember sitting with my older cousins and my brother and sister and turning the lights off and doing the Ouija board. And I don't remember what came out of it, but that it was always around. I don't know. You know, it was always there as far as I knew. I don't know how it got there. I don't remember buying one for the first time. It was just always there, which I think is a lot of people's experiences. Just always a Ouija board around the house. Um, and you know, I've, we talked about in the documentary, how significant, what a significant role that played in my life. Um, but, uh, you know, as I got older, I, the, my, my one divination technique that I really love that I've felt the most, um, I don't know, in sync with <clears throat> is, uh, the I Ching. And, you know, I've tried tarot and, and uh, messed with it a little bit and, um, I, I like it, but it never, I don't know. It seemed a little complicated to me. And, um, but the I Ching is just very simple. And I first found out about the I Ching from a, this, I guess he's a, is he a scientist, a researcher, this, I forgot his name too. Damn it. I was working on this movie with these gorilla, uh, a gorilla movie called born to be wild. It was really, it's terrible, terrible movie with this gorilla, <laughs> gorilla suit. And, um, there was a, a guy that they, a consultant they hired on set to, um, tell us how a gorilla would move and react to things. Okay. You know, cause he worked with chimps. He Wasso, I think was the chimps name. So you could probably find the guy that way, that way. Hmm. He, he taught, he taught a chimp to sign like Coco, the gorilla. Wow. He's really, really cool guy. Was his name Roger something really, really nice guy. Anyway, he was like a, you know, like a, uh, what's her name? Jane Goodall type, you know, mm -hmm. uh, scientifically minded scientist professor researcher whatever you want to call call him but <clears throat> he told me he was all into eastern philosophy and stuff and he's the one who told me about the i ching mm -hmm. and he is so weird because he was this research scientist guy and he told me he's like it's always right 
it's always right. This, you know, my mentor told me about the I Ching and I didn't believe him and I tried it and it was always right. And so then I started using it and it's pretty amazing. You know, I don't really, I'm, I don't know how to, how to describe it or, or it's not that it's different probably than any other form of divination, but it just, for me, it resonates and it's simple. And I like the idea of using the three coins to, th for your throws because the th I, I like the idea of, um, you know, the humility aspect where it's the three least valuable denominations of coins. You're mm -hmm. supposed to use these pennies mm -hmm. or Chinese pennies or regular pennies you can use. <coughs> anyway, that's the one I always use. Right, that's the one right. I really like, I Ching. So. Well, what's interesting, too, about divinations and oracles and all of that stuff is that it's tied up in a lot of other things that people don't necessarily think directly about. For instance, like games and gameplay, mm -hmm. which is precisely why... I did, you know, wanted to create something that is a game as well as an oracle to kind of let that shine through. Because, for instance, you know, the traditional playing deck that we know and the suits that we know were developed as a disguise for the traditional tarot suits. And the jester, who was once once the fortune teller and the diviner within the, you know, this uh, this class of medieval people, would you know, during the Spanish Inquisition had to basically disguise themselves. And so they became the court jester and they had these cards. They would do card tricks and they would play card games. Is that true? Kids. Really? Yes, it's absolutely true. Uh, I didn't know they would that. play That's card cool. tricks and card games. And they basically wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you saying? <laughs> You're saying that the that the 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 uh, the mediums or whatever had to had to become jesters many to hide of themselves the, and and the tarot had to be hidden in a card deck it had to be hidden oh, in this. so cool check it out you've seen my tattoo in my chest right here those uh, are the tarot suits and those are the card suits as they correspond with the tarot suits on my uh, chest right there nice so basically the, again the tarot which you know has all of its four suits during the Spanish Inquisition, that was heresy to be found with a tarot deck and be doing fortune telling and doing mysticism right. and shit. Dude, you're dead, motherfucker. You're tortured and dead and worse, yeah. right? So the idea was was that the classic deck that we now know, the playing deck, the 54-card playing deck, was actually created to disguise the tarot. And really? many of the yes, absolutely, 100 <laughs> percent so cool. And many of the people that were, again, on the fringe, that were, uh, you know, men and women that were especially actually homosexuals, too, at the time, because they really had to hide what was up, you know. Right. So, you know, they would become jesters and they would become part. They would basically infiltrate the, you know, the kingdom, basically be like, yeah, I'm hiding a fool. In plain look sight. at me. I'm a fool. <laughs> look at my cards. I will do tricks. We will play games, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then guess what they would do when they were done with the king and the royalty? They would go down to the common people that lived in whatever kind of village that was surrounding it within the gates of this kingdom. And they would tell fortune with the playing cards for all of the local people in the village who knew that they were actually witches, right? So it's totally true. That. It's hundred percent legit. So those what's interesting is is that again what we consider to be a playing deck which we see not only in our homes but we also see it at at casinos games come play our games right, right. so gambling is even related to divination because chaos is related to divination as well as order because you're dealing with the balance between a structure that is ordered with numbers and symbols that coincide that cycle but then they're you're right. shuffling them together and you're integrating chaos within those right that's true right so yeah, plus the plus the idea of luck is is very much a spiritual kind of principle too you know that's what i remember that's kind of what gabe when gabe leonard did his show luck where it was all kind of like gambling paintings that's i think that's sort of what he was going after was this luck angle that's the kind of the mis mysterious uh element involved right. it's it's not just like gambling it's like a weird it's like it's a weird mysterious uh the 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 x factor yes. or whatever you know well it's what I mean? like uh like in the movie i told you to watch that you checked out called intacto which is that italian oh, it's, it's or spanish movie, film yeah. fucking amazing film and that film actually talks about it what it really is right, you know and right. shows it in a way that's like wow you know it's it's yeah. a great film if you guys have a yeah, it's it's got Max von Sydow in it. It's fucking just jaw droppingly good. And there's creepy, cool stuff. Like there's, the, I'll give you a little example. Give people a little example. There's a dude who basically has the ability to just shut people down, right? Like 
just cool them basically. And he just go over and touch somebody. And by touching them, he would just destroy them from winning. <laughs> just like, right. you know, and so again, it's dealing more with the mysticism, like you said, of it and that unknown, uh, you know, intangible aspect, because again, some people are lucky and some people aren't right. And everyone sees it around them, you know, and then there's mm-hmm. the question it begs, well, do you create your own luck or is luck right. something that has to do with what's again, divined for you? Right. Cause the whole idea about divining is to say that you're, some people would say, well, you're following a set path. Like there's this thing that's already set forth for you that you have to go through. And then there are other people that say, well, no, you're just basically showing yourself the the many possibilities that could unfold. So you have a little more information about how to proceed. And so there's a lot of ways to look at it. I mean, that's the beauty of it is that no matter how you interface with it, it is something different for every person. You know what I mean? Whether you're playing that same deck or not. And so I like to give out a little history about how all that developed because then when you're sitting there with a card deck, you're like, fuck, dude, these are, you know, these were the tarot cards originally. And they were, right. you could take, cause you can tell a fortune if you know enough about it with a 54 card playing deck. You can, wow. I can, but you can, right. a person can, <laughs> you know? Right. So it's pretty neat. That's and cool. that's actually partly why it's tattooed on me. But so the idea, again, I guess that I'm getting back to here is that there it is about game. It is about play. It is about fun. It is about winning and losing. It is about all of that. That That's what's involved in it, you know? I and mean, when you look at a tarot deck, what's it talking about? The cycles that this person goes through. So in the first stage, he's the fool. And he's like, la di I'm headed off on my journey. But he doesn't even pay attention. He's about to step off a cliff, you know? Right. That's like the first <laughs> stage in the process. And interestingly, that ties directly into numerology, right? Because when you think about the numbers, each number signifies a stage in the developmental process of the spirit, basically from embodiment to enlightenment and dissolution. And that's the whole thing behind numerology. So each number, one through nine, because in numerology, and this will turn people on a little bit more about how my game works, in numerology, you crunch numbers. So any number can be broken down to one to nine, any number. So give me a number, let's say 72. Five. Well, that's five, obviously. So (laughs) 72, for instance, is what? Seven plus two. It's two numbers. So that's nine, right? 87. Well, what's eight and seven? 17, isn't it? Yeah. Eight, seven and 17. So seven and eight is 15. 15. My bad. See, I suck at math. So (laughs) seven and eight is 15, which is two numbers again, which is one and five. One and five is six. So any of those numbers can be broken back down to the one one to nine, even 10. What's 10? One plus zero. What's that? One. So it's a cycle. It goes around and around. So interestingly, and this is a little bit of a tie into Mysterion, my actual game. What I decided to do was to go through and pick the best words out of all of this. You know, I've been doing this for years. This, as I said earlier, this quote pulling where I pull these quotes, what are the best words for the best days? Cause I keep track of all of this. So I came up with 54 words with the help of my co-creator, which is joy my wife. And we basically wrote them all down. And what we decided for the first nine, which was, you know, the key ones were ones that would really fit with what signified between in numerology, between the one stage, the two stage, the three stage, the four stage, we did all the research, got all our information crunched. And then we really selected those. But then what we did was we started running, writing numbers or excuse me, writing words down randomly. So we, we already had all the numbers one through 54, right? So after we got to 10, it was like whatever word and 11, whatever word and 12, whatever word. So we're getting some chaos going on here, 13, whatever word till we got all the way done. Right. And then what we did was we crunched all those numbers. So every single one of those words was then, you know, let's say 24, 24 is six, right? Right. 68 is so on and so forth. So we did that. So basically this deck cycles between nine cyclations of one to nine, which is 54 because the deck has 54 cards. And what's five plus four, nine. And what's nine in numerology, spiritual enlightenment. It's before you begin again. So again, it all is packed in. And that's the beauty of this Oracle guys is that it's super simple. It's like all of the information that you would need to know to practice a bunch of these different kinds of things is actually built into it, which makes it then a game. It makes it less about, well, I have to figure out what does one mean and what does five mean and blah, 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 whatever. The whole idea is, is to pack that shit in there so you could just play it and it's easy and you get the information without having to think about it. Get out of your own well, way, you know? Right. Well, that's kind of where the chaos magic element sort of yeah. comes in as well, right? Yep. You know, because the whole principle behind chaos magic is that there's, you know, that there's you, you make up your own rituals or you make up your own games or you make up your own spells. You know, there's no there are no rules. You use symbols that are uh, that matter to you. And, uh, you know, well, in the way, I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just, it's like, I've never really done it other than my own kind of visualization practices, but I always loved the idea that you could, I could go, okay, I could say black magic is my God and I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you know, make a little, uh, altar to black magic yep. and I'm going to, uh, you know, light this incense and put these little sa sacrificial, uh, offerings out and here's my goal, blah blah, and it and it it just seems like it'd be such a fun thing to do because what because all all your totally you know all you're really doing with chaos magic or any of this stuff is you know this comes back to see this is where I think it, it you know it all comes back to it's all you because your really magic is your I believe I, I think a lot of people do believe this too is that when you're doing visualization when you're doing magic or whatever you want to call it you are focusing your own will to manifest something physically. So it's, it's, and with, uh, you know, f certain forms of magic, it's all about psyching your subconscious, uh, psyching your mind up to believe in this thing and your yes. belief, your belief and your will is kind of what creates this thing. Yes. So with chaos magic, you can use any symbols and, and manifest your things that way. And, and it's like a fun way of doing it. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. Well, and that's why I think you tripped out when you first met me because I didn't know that there was a name for this thing I'd been doing my whole life. I mean, basically, right. you know what I mean? Like the first time I met you, I brought you basically a piece of chaos magic, which I didn't even, you know, have those terms or anything. What I called it was intuitive magicianry. That was my word right. for it. Cause I had nothing Same else to thing. call it. Yeah. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. what to call it, but it, people always ask you, what do you do? You so know? intuitive that you didn't even know it yeah. existed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because ever since I was a little kid, what you, that process you just explained, I did shit like that. It was like, it just, I automatically, did that. So I would build little altars to things and I would make symbols and I would like basically here's the idea for me at least and I think it became apparent to me I was already doing it was that it's almost like the best metaphors like a glass you know you got your glass and it's empty and that glass could be filled with anything anything you want to fill it with you could put beer in it you could put water in it you could put juice in it you could put poop in it you could put diced up tomatoes you could put you know avocados whatever but the idea is you're filling it with something you fill it up right and so that was the idea is that all I had to do was make a vessel and that's kind of what I realized and like doesn't matter what the vessel is. It doesn't matter the process I go through to get there. It doesn't matter what ingredients I use. It doesn't matter where they come from. It does, none of that matters. The idea is create something, stay out of my own way as I'm doing it, and then decide what do I want to fill it with. And that's the intent part, like you said. And so you're filling, I'm filling it with my energy. Like this is now imbued with this and it means that. So right. I started doing these protection wards. I'm like, I'm going to fucking protect my windows, you know? So I'm going around making all these things and I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get all these things protected. So I start building up, you know, weird little things and hanging them around and every once in a while going by and touching them and moving them. And I just kind of intuitively knew that that's how it worked for me, you know, and then you and a lot of other people told me there was this thing called chaos magic that turns out, you know, for 32 years of my life, I didn't know about, but I had been doing. And so <laughs> It was obvious to me how to integrate that into Mysterion. Like it just unfolded because that's part of chaos magic is just listening to your intuition and just being present with your right. self. And like Chet said, not allowing your fears and your anxieties and your worries and your ego bullshit to get in the way of that path, clearing that path so you get direct communion to whatever degree. So it was like obvious what to do. It was like, oh, well, right, get the key ones, write them all down, crunch the numbers. Now you've got, and then at the end, I'm surprised. I'm like, oh, yeah, duh, right? Five and four is nine. That's how many cards there are. And there's, oh, <laughs> you know, you can pause the giggle because you're like, you're playing a joke on yourself, you know? And the hardest thing I think in any of this, especially magic, is not convincing other people, but convincing yourself. I mean, that's the shaman's great trick. Well, that's anybody how it works. Can trick anybody, right? right? I can trick anybody into thinking anything I want to trick. But that's that's about power. That's about subterfuge. The real thing is to trick yourself. That's the shaman's task, is that they can trick themselves into believing anything. And by believing it, it is for them. And so that's an incredible thing to be able to do. And so if you can do that for yourself and get that's just another way of getting past whatever it is that is your logical, rational thoughts about what does and doesn't make sense of what name to put on and what category to put it on and where to file it in your mind bank, you know, and that's right. not what it's about. That's what you're trying to get around. So with Mysterion, that was the idea was take all of these words that are imbued with power that have had great response from people that that elicit great quotes. But the, the chaos magic kind of goes a little farther. 
farther here. And this is where the technology comes in. So what you do is you have this deck and I've explained on the card face, you have a word and you have a number and they cycle one to nine over and over and over 54 words. So you shuffle your deck and you pull one out and right away, just with the card deck, you have a number for the day. That's your number for the day. I don't know what it means to you, but that's your number for the day. You also have a word. That's your word for the day. I don't know what it means to you, but that's your word for the day. So with the card deck alone, you've already done something. I mean, shit, you could even sit down with your friends and shuffle. Everyone pulls one. What does number nine mean to you? What does the word empowerment mean? You know, tell me a story with the word empowerment. Whatever. You could make up things to do with that. You could play with that. You can use that. But the idea then is let's take it a step further. So you shuffle your deck. You pull your card. You roll the dice. Now, in this, this Kickstarter, Chet is helping design a bunch of really cool peripheral items. One of them is a tabletop card box that's like an art piece that you could open up two-part, put your deck inside of it. You could also put your dice inside of it. Then there's a deluxe that's a little bit bigger that also fits the dice shaker that Chet's also designing. Lee Shamel's going to be helping with sculpting. Chet's going to do some polishing. Lee's going to do the casting, kind of a collaborative little offer from these guys to help me make my game. Point being, take the dice shaker, roll the die. Now you've got a number. So you've augmented your original number. You take your first number, let's say it's nine, you roll a two. Now you've got 11. What's 11? One plus one. What's that? Two. Your number's two. Okay. Now you get your phone, you get your tablet, you get your computer, and you go into your favorite quote site. Doesn't matter what it is for me, it's Goodreads, but I have five of them that I like. So go to it and then type in your word, right? Whatever your word is for that day, you type it in, say it's empowerment. Bam. How many hits do you go down? Whatever your number was. What was your number? Two. Right. So two hits down. There's your quote for the day. Now I'm telling you, it's it's total, there's chaos involved in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, but the, the idea uh, you said from the beginning that you can uh, customize it as well. I mean, I'm looking forward to using this myself. The idea that you could, you could, you could, make your own kind of uh, format as well. Like you could do a Google search of the word and hit the, the number down from the Google search or whatever search engine, or uh, you could, you could do multiple cards in mm-hmm. a certain it's way. That means, <laughs> right. Yeah. You could, you could lay them out in a certain pattern, almost like tarot or, yeah, yeah. you, you could know, do you anything could, you want with it. Cause it's a, you know, it's now it's this thing that you have that's malleable to you. It's not based on do this, this, and this. And if you don't do that, no, 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 it's quite the right. opposite. In fact, you could do whatever you want with it. Now, now you've got this thing and, and whatever it means to you and whatever you want to do with it is you know, perfectly acceptable. Maybe every morning you you need a, a way to exercise your mind. So you pull a word and you write a paragraph about that word. And that gets your mind working for the day. I don't know what you're going to do with it. Or you use it to inspiration to paint a picture or, you know, sure. you know draw something or. You right. Know. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways. Or meditate can- on it. Yep. There's all, you know, there's so much you can do with it. Yeah. And, and again, that's why I like it because, or for instance, tarot, like, okay, so I'll pull a tarot spread and everyone pulls tarot differently. I don't do a, a classic Celtic cross, which is like a form that most people use. I do a past, present and future card, real simple shuffle, right? Cut, 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 lift it past, present, future. Now at the end of that, sometimes I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> Let's uh, just be yeah. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? So I pull a clarification card. That's what I call it. Some people shuffle again. I just pull the next card in the row because I've already done my shuffling. I pull it, it clarifies. So for instance, let's say that you you shuffle your cards and you pull out this word that says death and it's got the number one on it, you know, or whatever. I don't know what number it'll have on it, but let's just say, right. And then let's say you look up death and you go to the first hit and you're like, I don't know about that. Like, it doesn't (laughs) feel right. Roll the dice. Bam, right. there, you've just clarified. So again, in tarot, you pull another card. In this game, right. pull the dice. You've got a new number, whatever that number is, eight. Okay, eight hits down. So go down eight hits, bam, there's your new quote. You know, so again, it, the beauty of it is that it's actually asking you to engage in it and you to be the practitioner and engage in it in whatever cool way you can think to engage in it. And it's super simple. You could do it with just the cards. You could do it with the cards and the dice. You could do it with the cards and the dice and you know some kind of technological device. You could take the dice out of the mill and just do it with the cards and the computer you could just do it with your friends and there's so many ways you can use it you know well that's a that's i think in that way it it really owes more to chaos magic than anything else because that's really yeah yeah. i think that's one of the coolest things about it is is it doesn't have a a a hard and fast rule book you know Mm -hmm. yeah basically suggestions that's kind of how that's the idea for this card because we have the you know we've 
needless to say, if you're going to pursue a Kickstarter campaign, you've already gotten quotes for all the information for what it is you're producing. And you're in the process of getting everything set up so that if you get the money, you're, you, you can just produce it, right? I've never done a product release. I've only done project development. So this is new for me. I did a short campaign. I've never done a short campaign. I've never asked for a smaller amount of money. So there's a lot of new things for me. But I think, again, at the end of the day, that is part of this whole thing is like if I can get people excited about it and you guys can see the potential in it and we can all throw down a little bit of money, it's $12 for a deck of this stuff. You know what I mean? Right, everyone, right. <laughs> everyone already owns a phone. You don't have to have dice, but I bet everyone's got a thing of dice in their house somewhere. You don't have to buy our dice. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. But again, you can flip a coin instead of a, shit, no of a kidding, die. You right? know what I mean? Throw bones. You could do anything. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> you know, I got a, another game that I thought of the other day that was really fun was you could shuffle the deck. Everyone, let's say it's you, Chet, let's say it's you and me and Chris Ulrich, right? So we all pull a card, but we don't get a look at it and we have to hold it up on our forehead. So I can see your card and Chris can see my card and your card, and I can see Chris's, and your, but you know, neither of us can see anybody else's card. And then you engage in, you have to try to get them to know what the word is without telling them what the word is, right? right. And you can only use that number of words that's on the card. So if you get it, that's a eight, good idea. Eight numbers, the, oh, okay, eight words, I could do that. But dude, you got two? Oh, shit. How am I going to? There's so many ways yeah, to, yeah. you know, and again, then it crosses that line. Now you're not just having fun divining, you're actually engaged with the people around. You. And this is one of the things that I think people miss with this technological era is they're so bummed all the time. Like, oh, everybody's always on their phone. They always got their face in their phone. Every time I see people sitting around eating, they just got their face in their phone. Okay, yeah, I get that. But what they're seeking is they're seeking engagement with people with like-minded thoughts and ideas. That's the reason that people are doing this. They're like, what right. interests me? So if you can get people to see that in a small group, there's a lot more in common that might interest you in those people than maybe anything else. Plus, you're getting the technology involved so people still can play with their phones and do cool shit and look shit up and because that's fun, right? So again, it's it really, I think, has the ability to trans transcend that boundary of like, you know, we've got a group of people. Let's get people excited to talk to one another. Let's get people realizing who they, you know, how they relate to these other people around them, how much they have in common or how different they are, you know, all of right. those kinds of things. There's just so much potential to it, but it's so simple. And that's why I think I got so excited about it is because it's it's such a simple format. The concepts are very simple. The design, even Josh Geyser's uh, graphic design that he's been doing this branding oh, and logo. I love it. Yeah. Like, you know, That's a, yeah, I, yeah, that got me super, super excited about it, seeing all his designs. Yeah, you, you know, the, 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 the other thing that I thought is really interesting is, is not only how this came about with the idea, but before the idea, you know, you had kind of a major yeah, I breakthrough. <laughs> so it was like the first, it was like, you know, you don't have to get too in too far into it, you know, but, but the idea that this came out of this amazing experience you had just complete, you know, because it, something blew you open. And then, and then this is probably one of the first, this is probably the first project you did since yeah, that yeah, happened, totally. which is significant to me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Right. Well, and there's weird. And like, here's the thing is that you're just kind of following this weird path. So like, for instance, you know, when I first came up with this idea, I chatted with, it was on a two hour car ride with joy up to Pagosa Springs to see Chris Haas. And we're driving in the car and we just, I told her this idea. I was like, you know, I could make a game and Oracle out of this thing I do every morning. People really like it. And like, what a cool thing to give to people. I just think it's a neat thing. And she was like, yeah, it's a great idea. So we just started throwing the ball, you know, and I do that a lot with my friends and my colleagues and, and, you know, my partners and things. I like to throw the ball, you know, kick it back and forth, see what happens. And it just immediately turned into, it was like, oh, it's so obvious. Here's what we do, you know? Right. And I got a hold of you right away. Got it. I mean, within what, like it was six weeks from after the experience as it were, uh, <laughs> that this thing is now you know, it was was basically in full swing like happening and right. so it's been a wild ride right away because immediately i was like talking to you and joy and everybody about well, what do we do you know how do we, how are we going to make this look what do we want to do and i had feelings about it she did you did too because, you know, even though you're not doing the Kickstarter with me, you're my partner, you're my confidant, so you're my best friend. So I'm like, I'm going to ask you what you think. So we basically, the three of us, this is what's interesting. It's like a triangle. The three of right. us 
<laughs> trying to gather this information that then Josh goes along and puts together in this incredible, like, um, you know, and that was as a result of us, but all oh, the Orosporos snakes and the triangle and the eye and the, you know, the old school kind of carnival freak show, almost like mentalist style, uh, right. you know, black and white, uh, turn of the century, 1920s kind of depression era feel, you know, we had all had these feels, feelings and ideas about what we wanted in it. But then he created this thing that's like transcends everything that we, I mean, any of us thought for sure. Oh yeah. And yeah. now it took it to funny. another level for sure. And I got to say this though, real quick, like one thing that somebody tripped out on the other day is they were like, Oh dude, that's the Illuminati symbol. And I was like, okay, it's not <laughs> intended to be, let me just say, I don't say that right now. It's not all saying I is way no. beyond the Illuminati. Way beyond that's the just, Illuminati. Yeah, yeah. Like the structures that are it's there, God, basically. Yes, yeah. The structures that are there are, uh, exist long before this idea of this Illuminati thing. I mean, you can go back to the Holy Trinity, for instance, for a triangle, the Oros Boros actually has roots in Greek and Norse mythology, right? So a lot of this stuff goes way, 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 way back. Now, I'm not saying that. The I want to say something about the but, but Illuminati. Here's the, when okay, okay, you can say your thing, but let me finish. <laughs> so the thing is, is that what I think is interesting is that that was not in my mind. I know that wasn't in Josh's mind. That wasn't in your mind and it wasn't in Joy's mind. So here's this thing that was not in our minds that, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't bear a striking resemblance to some of the versions of that symbol. I'm just simply saying that it's interesting that that came about in the way that it did and that it does push some buttons for some people as a result of that, even though it was absolutely unintentional. Right, right. Yeah, this, it's the magic. That's the chaos part of it. You know, that's yeah. just the things happen. The things happen that happen when you start getting multiple people and their you know energies and their creative talents and the dynamic going Shit's right. happening. It's bigger than all of you, you know, and that's that's yep. what's been fun about this is to watch it, you know, and these that's what the dark is. dark art society is all about, too. Exactly. One exactly. aspect of it. Let me say I want to say this about the Illuminati. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> now that you brought it up. I had to say it because someone tripped on it. So I was like, I did. You know, it's funny. I didn't even think that. I didn't what, either. Because because, you know, when I uh, when I have my DMT experience way back when that was one of the things that before I crossed over and went all the way i would see this eye in a triangle on a on a big like snake like a striped black and white snake body almost like a big tower that had a triangle at the top and it had an eye and the eye was just looking at me and it was like oh really creepy but but um as far as the illuminati goes you know this drives me nuts i see these videos where they were these real conspiratorial minded people are taking music videos and going like they're doing the dance of the blah 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 and the symbol here is from the this proves that they're all connected to the illuminati and i have to say being in the film industry for so many years it's total bullshit i have worked on these music videos i've worked on these movies there is no one behind the scenes telling you that you have to make this kind of occult imagery it's not. No, it's art directors. They're people like me and you that are going through books and finding things that they think look cool. That's where the stuff comes from. So, so whatever. Yeah. So whatever manifests outside of that, whatever that is, even if it's bigger than what those people are trying to do, that's not what they're if that's not what they're trying to do. Yeah. Then well, it's no, I'm talking I'm talking about the people that claim that there's this Illuminati controlling everything and they're making they're yeah. putting all the symbol. Right. They're doing these you know, magical rituals in their music videos. Like right. no one on the set knows anything about that shit. Yeah. Nobody behind the scenes knows anything. I've been there. So there. Anyway. <laughs> so there. It's over. <laughs> well anyway, I just had to say it because I again I hadn't even thought about that. And the first time I, I, I got you know, someone saying something about it, I just thought, oh okay, well that's interesting. And I and really I'm open to it is the funny thing. Like I'm not if that's how people interpret it, fine. Interpret. It. I have no. I'm really not interested in what other people think. I'm not. As a result, really, of this, the thing you and I were talking about, which was, I'll just say, a DMT experience, um, out there with Chet in in his place of of the woods. But anyway, uh, you know, that's whatever other. I don't own what other people think. You know, they own that. I own what I think. So I'm not concerned if they want to think that that has something to do with that. But I just wanted to make it clear that it is not, it definitely was not intentional. Just like right. Chet said, it's not intentional in any of these crazy music videos. If that cycle of symbolic imagery that are like the base structures upon which everything we know to be founded, the I, which is the parent, which is the mother and the caretaker, which raises us and it's the first thing we, we learn to focus on, or the right. triangle, which is the most fundamental building block that exists in like the entire 
entire physical world or whatever, you know, or the snake eating its tail, which means the cycle, which is the wheel. Again, we're talking about such fundamental things that they go way beyond any of our modern structures and thinking. These things are deep. And so if you take the deep things and you put them together and they look similar, it's really no surprise. Come on. It's pervasive. Yeah, yeah. I think personally, I think that, you know, that eye has always been representative of God, but it's like, I think it's you're, you looking at yourself. Yes. It's, yes. It's, it's you yes. looking, it's, it's, it's you. Everything well, that's, you and that was, you know, what, what Chet said about his eye experience. So for me on DMT, what I realized was, was that for me, it wasn't an eye outside of me. It was like, I really had the, the sensation of looking at myself and looking at everything else simultaneously. So that was my experience was like, I didn't see an eye or anything. What I saw was the everything in the room, every single detail looking at me, and I could actually see myself as if from every angle simultaneously. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's you what I was trying to explain. Sitting in the chair? That's what I was trying to explain to you. Oh, I get it. That is no wonder you're freaking out. <laughs> I could see myself from every single detail. Like if there were eyes everywhere, and then all of a sudden you could see yourself as if from those eyes outside your body. That's what it was like, but it's simultaneously as if almost there was a clear transparency over it. I could also see from my my own eyes simultaneously. So it was like total cognitive dissonance. Like I, and you, and also I could see me through your eyes, which was a total trip because I look way different (laughs) through your eyes. It was wild, dude. And but it was like it was weird because I you wanted or I wanted to like try to affix to one or the other, but they're co-occurring. So it was like, that was why it was so intense. That was the thing I had to get past until I went all the way. And then once I broke through that fear layer, you know, and didn't run from the room and didn't shit my pants, (laughs) I was able to then break through it and be like, oh, okay, it's cool. You know, it's all good. It's it's totally all all me. There's nothing to be afraid of. Right, right. But that was the thing was like, for me, it was like, that was my trip was that it really was, I had a full experience of seeing myself from Every single thing in the room. That's why I was looking at you and like my eyes were all huge and I was going. (gasps) (gasps) And I was like smiling like crazy because it was like, holy fucking shit. Like it was the actual experience of realizing that the thing you've been talking about all along. And it was like a kinesthetic, physical, energetic, full experience of it. And and also sensorially. So it was like, holy fuck me dude and 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 again so that was yeah i, I can't believe you never actually got the full no i didn't well I, I never understood you were saying like things i was looking at all these things at the room i thought you said you said that they were like looking at you i didn't realize that you were seeing yourself from them yeah yeah wow, and that's your funny. eyes too right okay yeah. i didn't get that either that's so funny and then i was looking at you and seeing into you through like all of the while wow, i could see me through your eyes that's so fucking weird dude it was like for a, i really like had that moment of like i am you and you are me it was so weird right. it's like because i was i could see through your skin to your veins and then i could see through your veins to your muscles and through your muscles to your butt and it was like it really it was so dumb it was almost like a you know, like a storybook thing where they're flipping the transparencies. Right. Yeah, like but, an Alex Gray painting. Yeah, kind of like that. And then I, and then it, once I penetrated past like what is recognizable, it was like deep sea is kind of what it looked like with like weird, like quirky, zooky things doing like weird light shows in this dark abyss within you. <laughs> yeah, it was, dude, it was fucking crazy. And I'm looking at me at the same time through your eyes while all of that <laughs> happening. Yeah, to try wow. to make sense of that shit. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So that's what I had to bear through in order to be like, oh, okay. And then I was willing to close my eyes because I had to get through that fear thing. I had to face it and and then die basically. And then be like, oh, okay, cool. So yeah, I know this. It's all good. Right. And I just close my eyes and then just enjoy it basically the last 10 minutes. You know, that first bit though, that's what it's all about. That, that fight. That's what for right. me, me anyway, that's what it was about. Yeah, you know, yeah. crazy shit. So anyway, that's yeah. a total tangent. But yes, Mysterion yeah. did. But then you, 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 <laughs> But you came out of that experience transformed as kind of a different person, or, yeah. you know, so, so, and, and I think that what's cool is, you know, as this kind of with having this new perspective on everything that you ha- were inspired with this idea, you know, f- straight away. I, think I never really thought cool. of that until you said it. So, I mean, I, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I haven't been very uh, self-reflective. That's been part of this weird change. Here's the thing is, is that all I can say about that, and I won't talk a bunch about it, I promise, because it's just like boring to people who haven't felt it. And for people that have, they're like, yeah, totally, man, but whatever. (laughs) It's like the thing is, is that ultimately what I've seen is, is that the people around me, this is the, the benefit of it. Let's just talk benefits for one sec. Because I've been able to integrate it, 
the people around me, the people that love me, they're, they're enjoying me more and I have a more peaceful existence. You know, that's it. Right. Like, like I, all the changes have been positive for me because I found a way to integrate the experience, but yeah, it's still, I'm still reeling. I still feel like I'm in shock and it's been like, I don't know, 10 weeks or so. Yeah. Well, so therefore we have to make this Kickstarter successful and reach its goal or, or else that means that everything we just said is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. We don't, we won't get to make any of that. <laughs> it will happen. Basically. Just kidding. <laughs> Although that's no, the thing. But, that's, you know, that's why we have concept sketches. You know, we're being honest. We, we only have so much time and we're not going to bite off more than we can choose. So if we didn't make the money, then all we've done is put some time into a campaign and some sketches. We haven't actually started creating the item because we need the money from the people to make the item. You're pre buying this item. It's a pre-sale basically. Yeah. So in order for me to create it so that, you know, it's not because we're being shrewd. It's because we think, Oh, well, you know, if that doesn't work, then we'll do something else. Cause there's lots of good ideas and lots of cool things. And there's tons just, of things I want to do, but here's the thing. I know this is going to work. And the reason I know it's going to work is because it feels right. That's the thing. I'm not doing this because I want to make money. I'm doing this because it feels like a gift and it feels like something I, I could give and I want to do it and it makes me feel good and it's fun. And that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> you know? So I want everyone else to have fun with me too. That's the idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, cool. So I guess we'll put, uh, the, I, I just I just wanted to to do an episode on this because it also relates to divination and oracles and stuff that the audience would be interested in and uh, I just think the idea is so cool I wanted to promote it as well because I think it's you know I want to see it happen because I want my own deck you know? <laughs> <laughs> self-serving cool. well you know it's funny because Chet is always the reasonable logical person in my ear and he told me when I started releasing this he was like you gotta just tell everybody the idea right out the gates it's such a good idea it might go viral and I didn't I didn't I'll admit it you know I didn't listen to him I, I doled it out basically but what happened was was that at a given point in time when I realized that there was enough support that it was probably you know there was a great likelihood it was going to happen that at that point I should just give it away because it is a good idea but also because of and I want to say right now, Carrie Nagy, because she, I went, you know, I trust Carrie and I just told her, okay, here's what it is. And she was like, Oh my God, I want it right now. I want to play it right now. She was like, that's so cool. It's such a good idea. I can't believe how good, of, you know, it's brilliant. Blah, blah, blah. I, I, you know, I, and I just felt so like, because she's outside of us, you and I have right. our core. I mean, I, we know what the other person's going to think almost sometimes before the other person says what they, you know, I, I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've run, you know, episodes. We weren't sure we were going to post by her. I, I run stuff by her a lot. Yeah. She's a great sounding board and a, and a really great supporter and, and an important part of the team. Yeah. Yeah. She's part of the dark arts society. So she said, yeah. you got to tell him, tell him. So I did it. So I'll tell you guys right now, there's a, you know, you already heard all about it, but there is a link that I have to a Vimeo that we'll throw in this episode that actually is me basically in two minutes and some odd seconds explaining all of this in a nutshell. So if you like wanted to turn other people onto it and that you don't want them to have to listen to this whole fucking episode, cause they might not, um, you could turn them on to that. Also, there'll be a Kickstarter link that's embedded in this as well. If you want to become a back, or if you want to just spread it. I mean, that's, you know, one of the things Chad and I always try to push, and I think we pushed it in the crowdfunding episode, is that it's not just about the money. The thing is, it's about the energy because money is just a transactionary device for energy expended, and that's it. So really what we're looking for here is we're looking for support and we're looking for energy and engagement. So for instance, you could just simply with spending no money at all, go onto Facebook, go to the Kickstarter campaign that I have on the Mysterion page, and it's the Mysterion Kickstarter campaign, and join it. And then invite all of the people that you can on your invite list from people you think would be interested in it. I've used all my invites, so I need other people to invite. You know, That right there is huge because even if 10 of those people bought a $12 deck, that's that right. much closer to the goal. And we have all kinds of other ideas we'd like to do with this, really, if we can get it past that goal. But until we get to the goal, I'm not even going to think about other things I'd like to do. <laughs> you know, So right. we're like 34% right now. And we have 12 days left because I did a short campaign because I have a lot going on. I'm also running other campaigns for other people to help them out. So there's a lot going on. So I just would hope that people are, are excited about it and they want to go out. And again, you could drop three bucks, seriously, $3, and you could be involved in it. Or you could become, you know, get involved on a high level too. I have some relatively high level stuff that's got some really cool original artwork and some of the stuff I was already talking about, vessels and sigils and, you know, all kinds of this peripheral stuff. Also canvas clays, paper clays, all with you know art, you should branding, offer? logos. You know what would be cool would be to offer personal sigils or, or personal, 
you know, uh, sigil spells for people or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Specific yeah. individual. Because I call them, because my word for them has always been wards, as I make wards. Right. Yeah, there you go. Make so ward, I can make, offer, yeah, I can it, offer wards for sure. And I can do them for whatever you want want me to do them for. It's it's easy for me. It's not a thing. Wards, wards for rewards. Anyway, <laughs> oh, chat, look at that. Well, hey, if you guys like that, you should comment on this episode, uh, or you know, if you like that idea, and and I'll, I'll, and I might actually create that reward. I'm always making custom tiers and custom bundles. So anything you guys want to see, like, you know, I just had to do the other day. It was like oh, I really like just the dice and the deck, and what what was the other thing you want? I don't remember, but it was like a small thing. He didn't want the shaker involved, you know, whatever. But I, I will customize tiers for people easily. Send me messages, get involved, like it, share it, post it, help me out. Let's make this thing happen. I'm stoked about it. And Chad, obviously. Yeah. He leaned on me yeah. to this episode. This episode was going to be about something else. And now it's not. So thank you, Chet, for your support, ongoing support for all my projects. I really appreciate it. His shit's going to be worth getting, guys, because he's making it for me. And Chet, Chet has never made anything for me before. And I know he will not let me down because That's of true. all the things I've made for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty right there, guys, of collaborative, uh, the dynamic of collaboration, you know? Because you, you just do good things for other people and you don't even have to expect it because eventually they'll just do good things for you. You don't even have to try. It'll just happen. It's beautiful. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, well, thanks, guys. Appreciate all your support. Tune in every Wednesday for more of the Dark Art Society podcast. Hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbay. Google Play, so on and so forth, etc., etc. Thanks for listening. Thank you. See you next time. Peace out. Steve Dimmer is the winner of Concept Sketch Drawing for the Mystery on Kickstarter campaign.